0: What's going on, Packer fans? Happy Tuesday! Welcome into an all new episode of the Packaday Podcast. I am your host Andy Herman. You can follow me on Twitter at Andy Herman NFL. You can follow the podcast at Packaday Podcast. Great having you here today. Before we get started, quick shout out to brand new Packaday Podcast member Ky Packer fan. Appreciate you being here. Also, if you have yet to check out the very first episode of the Daily Draft with Ross Uglum. Both on YouTube and on all the audio channels. Yesterday's Mock Draft Monday, the first episode ever, was amazing. Today, he's going to be coming out with a episode breaking down Kool Aid McKinstry. You're not going to want to miss that either. Now, more than ever, is the perfect time to subscribe to the Packaday Podcast. This is what we had just on Monday. All right, I did a breakdown of all four of the known interview candidates. We had Andrew Maggie, and Kyle break down Christian Parker as a deep dive into his defensive coordinator candidacy. We had Ross Uglum doing Mock Draft Monday. We had a YouTube short that came out. Like we are just, there's so much amazing content. Like I said, now more than ever, it's a great time to become a subscriber. Like, comment, give those five-star reviews. We always appreciate it. Only other piece of news before we get to our main topic, no defensive coordinator yet. And maybe even more interesting no news of any additional defensive coordinator candidates. No new names, no new anything. We've seen some buzz that has been garnered of other defensive coordinator jobs around the league. I was expecting after the weekend on Monday, maybe to see a few more names that were leaked out, um, but nothing. It has been all quiet. What that means, your guess is as good as mine. I don't think it necessarily means anything. I will say this. I will be shocked. And I've seen a couple of people say this where like, I can't believe these are the only four that they're interviewing. What is Matt LaFleur doing? I will be shocked. And I mean shocked. Even if they hire Christian Parker on Tuesday or Brandon Staley on Tuesday or whoever it might be, I will be shocked if it comes out that they only interviewed these four candidates. Not all, every time do all the names leak. And sometimes those names come out afterward, but I, I'm in no way expecting that this is a total list of only four names that they're going to interview. Maybe we get a few more names this week. Maybe they make the hire and we learn about the, you know, the first time we learn about one of them is when they actually hire that candidate. Or uh, we maybe get some of the leaks after the fact. But I do not believe uh, in any way that they are only interviewing four candidates for this job. I would be extremely, extremely surprised. Remember, Green Bay is often very tight-lipped about this stuff. You always I always go back to like that, Julius Peppers signing where all these free agent rumors were rumbling about, and then the Packers just released a picture of Julius Peppers walking through Lambeau Field, and no one knew anything. And sometimes that's just the case, and you don't always get to know ahead of time because they are pretty tight-lipped about it, which... Um, as a fan sometimes can make the process a little bit less fun, but it's probably that's kind of how you want your front office to operate is a little bit more in secret and kind of keep things on the down low. That's not the worst thing in the world, especially when it comes to free agency draft, even like the coaching carousel, because you know, they, they may not want other teams to know who they're interviewing because maybe another team gets a word of it and they want to bring that guy back for a second Who knows? So it's not the worst way to operate, but I will be very, very surprised if it is only four. All right, let's get to our main topic right away. I'm super excited about this one. The whole off season is going to be so fun. We're going to go over the draft, of course, in great detail. And Ross is already doing a great job of that. We're going to go over the salary cap. We'll get to that either this week or next week. There's going to be so much. We'll get to possible free agent signings, trade candidates, the David Bakhtiari situation. There is so much going on. But I think one of the first things that I wanted to look at was the Packers own free agents. They have 17 free agents in three different categories, exclusive rights, restricted, and then of course, after that, you've got unrestricted free agents. We'll go through all of the 17 free agents today. I'm gonna go through them by category, so exclusive rights, restricted, and unrestricted, and then I'll go over which ones I think will ultimately stay with the team and which ones I think will ultimately leave. Let's start with those exclusive rights free agents And those three exclusive rights-free agents are Emmanuel Emmanuel Wilson, easy for me to say, 24 years old, Daniel Whalen, 24 years old, and Caleb Jones, 24 years old, running back, uh, punter, and offensive tackle, respectively. Emmanuel Wilson, running back, actually, before I even get to individuals here, exclusive rights-free agents are the easiest category in the world. They're is no like real team options like there are in the NBA. Exclusive rights-free agents are team options. The player themselves has no real leverage, not to use the leverage word again after last offseason, but they have no real leverage in any negotiations here. It's, does the team want them back? And if they do, they get them on the minimum deal that they can give that player based on how many years of, um, you know, experience that they have in the league. That's it. There's nothing else. The player is just at the whim of the team. Does the team want them back? Yes. If they do, they're getting the minimum deal possible that they are eligible for based on their years of experience. That's it. The player can't fight for more money or do anything else. That's all there is to it. So these are legitimate. Even though they're not called team options, these are team options. The the team says, we want you back. They sign the exclusive rights deal. The, The player still has to sign it, but there's not really any reason not to at that point. And then the deal gets done and they go about their merry way. And that's all. That's it. And that's all. Emmanuel Wilson, again, 24 years old, running back, showed some ser- serious signs at times, especially in preseason. A couple of nice runs in that very final game at the end of the year, filled in nicely for AJ Dillon. This is a no-brainer. All of these are no-brainers. Spoiler alert. Daniel Whalen, Caleb Jones, Emmanuel Wilson, they'll all be back. The best part about these exclusive rights free agent deals for the team is that they're non-guaranteed. There's nothing, there's no downside here whatsoever. So you sign all of them and they're all back for training camp on minimum deals with no signing bonus. Meaning if you get to training camp or after the draft and you have a better player to replace them, you cut them if you want. And there is no downside. And clearly Whalen is in all likelihood going to be their punter this upcoming season. Caleb Jones, they've spent two years developing. Now at some point, In this upcoming training camp, they might decide, hey, we've put two years into you and you just haven't shown enough growth. We had to redshirt you basically this, not basically, this entire last season and really the season before that as well. Like it's now or never, but they can go into camp and let him still prove himself this year with really no downside other than the fact that he's taking up a roster spot. But if you want to cut him at any time, there's no dead cap hit or anything. And same thing with Emmanuel Wilson. They kept him on the 53 all last year outside of when he was on IR. And they clearly liked what they saw. He was the number two running back, uh, with Dylan being hurt in the in the playoffs in the final two games. That these are all three no brainers. All three will be back in training camp. Uh, especially Jones and Wilson will have to fight for their job in training camp. It wouldn't shock me if they brought in competition for Whalen. I don't think this is going to be like some big free agent or a draft pick, but I think they could bring in like an undrafted guy and just to have some competition for Whalen. But Whalen's going to, in all likelihood, be the punter next year. And then Wilson and Jones will have every opportunity to earn a 53-man roster spot in training camp. But these are no downside to the team. And basically the, the player is at the complete whim of what the team wants to do in those situations. Final answer on all three of them, Wilson, Whalen, and Caleb Jones, all three will be back in training camp and on the roster in uh, 2024. Again, whether they make the team or not, that we can discuss at a different date, but they will be back and they will all sign their exclusive rights free agents deals. All right. Restricted free agents are next. Oh, actually, before I get there, really quick, there have been some rumblings or rumors that both Bo Melton and Benny Sapp are exclusive rights free agents. They are not. They did sign them to a 2024 deal when they added them back to the active roster off of the practice squad. It wouldn't have mattered because again, they're, they would have been exclusive rights free agents anyway. They would have got the same deal they got. So it, it's really much ado about nothing, but I've seen a little of like, oh my goodness, could they lose Bo Melton? Even if he was exclusive rights, they could not have lost him. Same thing with Benny Sapp, but they are both not free agents. They're both on the roster with deals done. So no need to worry there. Restricted free agents. The first one I'll say here is Zane Anderson is not restricted. Same thing. He is on the active roster. He has another year left on his deal. I think Spotrak has him as an unrestricted free agent. He's not. He's on the team, and or sorry, a restricted free agent. He's on the team. He's good. So there's no questions there. Two legitimate restricted free agents, Patrick Taylor, 25 years old, and Robert Rochelle, 25 years old, running back and cornerback, respectively. Patrick Taylor is an interesting one. I'm going to slow actually that one down. The first thing I will say here is there is, in my opinion, 0.0% chance that Green Bay tenders either of these players a restricted free agent deal you start getting into a higher tier of deal than you would give to either of those players. If either of these players get brought back, it's on probably a minimum deal or maybe a minimum with a extremely small signing bonus in the case of Robert Rochelle, but you're not signing them to a restricted free agent tender. And if any other team wants to sign them, you are fine with that. Unless they saw something crazy out of Robert Rochelle last year that we just didn't see, even then you're going to be able to get him back because nobody else was able to see that. So Neither of them are getting restricted free agent tenders, which is going to make them unrestricted free agents by all accounts. And now it just becomes, does Green Bay want to bring them back? So while they are both in the restricted free agent category with Patrick Taylor and Robert Rochelle, they both might as well be unrestricted free agents because again, Green Bay's not putting them in that salary tier to offer them any sort of tender to bring them back. But we'll still go over them as to whether or not Green Bay would like to have them back. And if they make sense to try to bring back in some capacity with Patrick Taylor I'm going to say no. And I would not be surprised if he got a you know minimum training camp deal. I think for both sides it probably just makes sense now to go in a different direction. And what I mean by that is Patrick Taylor's had multiple seasons now in Green Bay. And he's never really gotten the opportunity to be anything more than a third down running back with a couple carries here and there. If I'm him, I would say, you know what? I've I've seen Green Bay. I've been in Green Bay. I've got my opportunity in Green Bay. It hasn't gone anywhere. It's time for me to try somewhere else. And if I were him, I would probably just do that. If I'm Green Bay, it's sort of the same thing. I've seen Patrick Taylor for three seasons. He's a nice player. He can help you in a couple different ways, but there's no upside there. There's He's never going to turn into this premium running back or anything like that. What you see with Patrick Taylor is what you get. He's probably going to live on a practice squad for the next couple seasons, could get activated at any time and help you on a game day as a number three running back. That's how I view Patrick Taylor. And that's, that's, that might sound like an insult or like that is a legitimate like role. That is a good job in the NFL. Like there's not like running backs. We know uh, there's a lot of them and, and they don't get always get a, a fair shake, but I think he's going to live on practice squads for the next couple seasons. And anytime that you just need a reliable back to come in and pick up the blitz and catch the ball in the backfield and be a solid runner, he'll be able, he'll be there for you. But I think if I'm the Packers, I need to start seeing some guys with a little bit more upside and are a little bit younger that you're bringing in. And if I'm Patrick Taylor, I've Green Bay's given me an opportunity, but now I need to go see if there's a better opportunity somewhere else. So I'm going to say that Patrick Taylor is not back. It wouldn't again, if, if they brought him back on some training camp deal and Patrick Taylor still wanted to be here, awesome. You can compete in camp. But my my gut tells me maybe they go both in a different direction. Robert Rochelle, I'm gonna say that they do bring back, not on a restricted free agent tender or anything like that. But before he gets to maybe unrestricted free agency, they work out a compromise. I think it's still probably like a minimum type deal, but maybe with a very small like hundred thousand dollar signing bonus or something. The reason being is they clearly liked him enough to put him on the 53-man roster last year, bringing him in, um, and then really making him one of the core special teams players. He was active for a handful of games. I, my guess is they they give him a chance. The cornerback room is not super deep. He does have experience now with Rich Passaccia. So I think there is some value to bringing him back and giving him the opportunity to compete in training camp. And whether or not he makes a 53-man roster to start the season is a totally different story. But I don't think there's gonna be a ton of demand for Robert Rochelle out there. And if I'm Green Bay, I just bring him back on a fairly cheap deal and let him compete. And if I lose $100,000 in cap because I signed him to a small signing bonus and he didn't make it, that's not the end of the world. That stuff happens literally all the time. So I'm gonna say Patrick Taylor, not back. Robert Rochelle, back, but not on any sort of restricted free agent here. Just a little bit, maybe a slightly smaller bonus than what a minimum contract would be. Hey friends, I'm sure you're all familiar with some of the hassles of finding game tickets at a reasonable price without all the headaches that go along with it. I've been on a bit of a roll lately as I went through one ticketing service that never sent me the tickets and I had to panically try to get a hold of somebody the day of the game. I had another service that didn't allow me to transfer tickets, so when I could no longer go to the Wisconsin-Iowa game, transferring the tickets was extremely difficult. It was just all so frustrating. That was until I found GameTime. GameTime is so easy to use with a low price guarantee, event cancellation protection, easy to find tickets, and an even easier to use app. GameTime is the fastest growing ticket app in the country for a reason. You can buy tickets in a matter of seconds, and they are sent directly to your phone so you never have to dig through emails and have those same panicky moments that I did the day of a game. So next time you're buying tickets, make sure you snag them using GameTime, stress-free. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code Packaday for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code Packaday for $20 off. Oh, and GameTime is also a great way to buy tickets for a holiday gift. Just make sure to use code PACKADAY. Download GameTime today, last minute tickets, lowest prices, guaranteed. Hey there, I'm sure you've heard a ton about daily fantasy sports, but I'm here to tell you that you've never experienced anything quite like prize picks. With basketball season here, you can now pick combo projections across football and basketball from the Specials League. A league created specifically for combo projections that includes two or more players from different sports or leagues. For example, LeBron James plus Travis Kelsey at a 10.5 combo of three points made plus receptions. Even more fun yet? Do you want to play alongside some of Prize Picks' favorite players like rapper Meek Mill and comedian Andrew Schultz? You can now find community plays under the promos tab of the app to view entries from some of the biggest names in the Prize Picks community each week. I've had so much fun making prize picks a part of my daily fantasy sports routine. They cover all of my favorite sports, have a ton of variety and different options to choose from, and the player choices are immense. I even had a fun J.K. Scott selection the other day for the Chargers game. I recently had a big win on Saturday morning in a London game, and it just made the viewing experience so much more enjoyable. It's fun, it's exciting, it's easy, and there's a level of creativity and uniqueness about it that I really, really enjoy. So go to prizepickscom slash packaday and use code packaday for a first deposit match up to $100. That's prizepickscom slash packaday using code packaday for a first deposit match up to $100. Price picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. Let's start at running back for the unrestricted free agents. And your unrestricted free agent is AJ Dillon. And running back on the whole is an interesting position from a depth standpoint, You have A.J. Dillon unrestricted. We just talked about Patrick Taylor. We just talked about Emmanuel Wilson. You have Ellis Merriweather, which no decisions are being made based off Ellis Merriweather being on the roster. And then you've got Aaron Jones with an interesting contract structure. As I've said for, I don't know, two months now, Aaron Jones is not going anywhere. He's going to be back. He's far too valuable. And we saw what he can still bring to the team. So Jones is going to be back the Patrick Taylor discussion. Again, we just had Emmanuel Wilson will be back with the opportunity to compete for a camp deal. Ellis Merriweather will be back, but that's kind of it. And we definitely know that Green Bay needs a backup running back to, to give Jones the rest that he needs. And just because Jones is getting older, this is the most injured I think he's ever been in a season. And that's going to happen when you start reaching the age that Jones is at, but he's still far more valuable than most running backs in the league. He brings so much to the table. And we just saw at the end of last season, the juice that he has left as a running back. But even though Matt LaFleur said that all this amazing words about A.J. Dillon and they'd love to have him back, I can't imagine that Green Bay looked at the running back position when Jones was out and felt like it was good enough. And that's that's really not meant to be a knock on A.J. Dillon. He's a good back like he can help you win. And it wouldn't shock me if Green Bay decided to try to bring him back in some capacity. But I think if any other team's giving him a a legitimate deal, which I think some team would, I think you just let him walk. And I think we've recognized that this offense, when it has playmakers, is incredible. Whether it's Jones at running back, all the different wide receivers and tight end combinations that they now have, the one player who just could not consistently make plays that got plenty of opportunities last year was AJ Dillon. And I think it's time to do two things. One, get somebody that can back up Aaron Jones, that when Jones is out, you still feel like they have the ability to make plays. And I didn't feel that way with AJ Dillon. And number two, somebody that you think ultimately can supplant Aaron Jones in the near future when you do need to go in a different direction or when he retires or whatever that might be. You need to start building towards the future. And i At this point, after four years of A.J. Dillon, I don't think anyone can have the level of confidence that he can be a legitimate number one running back, a huge playmaker. He's a nice number two for the right team. And also, I don't necessarily think that that team is Green Bay. I think him going to a more power style running team might serve him better as well. So this just feels like it kind of makes sense for both sides to go in a different direction, Green Bay to get a little bit younger and a little bit more dynamic at the position, maybe try to find someone who can replace Aaron Jones long-term and Dylan go to a system that might just fit him a little bit better. Would it shock me if Dylan was back? No. Could Dylan, because he loves Door County and playing for Green Bay, could he maybe stay for a little bit less? Maybe. I think those are within the realm of conversation, but I'm going to say final answer, AJ Dylan not back with the team in 2024. All right. Tight end slash H back slash fullback, whatever we want to call it here two unrestricted free agents, Josiah Deguara, 26 years old, and Tyler Davis, 26 years old. They have Luke Musgrave, Tucker Kraft, Ben Sims, Henry Pearson, and Joel Wilson as the tight ends on the roster. Pearson's a fullback. Wilson, Sims, Kraft, and Musgrave, all legitimate tight ends. Two players here, and I'm going to go in a different direction for both of them. Deguara, I am saying, is not back. I feel like the writing was on the wall when he just saw his snaps on offense go down and down and down and down. We got four years of the Josiah Deguara experience. He never took a step. He never made an impact. And he was an okay H-back fullback, but not good enough. I think you never used him at tight end. You never really used his versatility. And if all you're going to do is line him up at fullback anyway, then Henry Pearson's a better full, you know, pure fullback than what Deguara is. So you just go with the younger, cheaper player in that situation, and that would be Pearson. I'd, I don't know why you bring him back. He's an okay special teams player, but I think you probably just let some other team pursue him and maybe he goes in as a nice uh, season with another team. But with the tight ends you have on the roster, Musgrave, Kraft, and Sims, and you're probably going to draft someone or at least bring in a couple undrafted free agents, I just don't see the need for a Josiah DeGuara. I'm going to say that Tyler Davis is back. Now, a couple things. I think this is a vet minimum deal coming off the injury that he had. I think he has more value to Green Bay than any other team in the league. And you have to remember, in 2022, prior to the injury, he was the Packers' number one player on special teams. He played more than anyone else. He has the familiarity with the system, and I legitimately think getting him back on special teams could be a huge get. Now, his role on offense, though, is a little bit tricky because You just need that blocking tight end. I know they've given a little bit of that to Ben Sims and even Tucker Craft at times, but they're just not the same. And Tyler Davis is not that, but Deguar wasn't either. So, I you know maybe you give him a little bit more of an H back sort of role. But I think this is a special teams guy that you bring back to camp and you let him compete for his job and see how he's doing coming back from the injury. And if he's good to go and he can help you, great. If not, again, I I think this is probably close to a vet minimum, maybe a super small signing bonus, nothing more for, for Davis, but I do think they try to bring him back. So final answers here, Josiah DeGuara gone, Tyler Davis back in training camp. Offensive line, Yash Nyman, 28 years old, John Runyon Jr., 26 years old, both unrestricted free agents. They have that starting five that they have uh, at their disposal right now, even without those guys. We know Rashid Walker, Elton Jenkins, Josh Myers, Sean Ryan, and Zach Tom left to right. After that, you've got the Bakhtiari situation, which who knows how that's going to go. You've got Royce Newman, who's got, actually got an interesting contract. And heck, I don't care if he's playing for free. Let's just be real. It's probably time to move on from, from Royce Newman. All right, that just is what it is. They've got Luke Tenuda, who sat the entire season out with injury, and Caleb Jones, who sat the entire season out as a redshirt player, basically on the 53-man roster, and then Kadeem Telford, who spent the entire season on the practice squad. Your depth is not great. The issue here is I it wouldn't surprise me with the lack of depth on offensive line throughout the league if both Josh Nyman and John Runyon Jr. got starting you know, possible positions. Uh, that they can battle for starting jobs with other teams. Runyon might just get handed a starting job legitimately. And I don't necessarily know that that's the wrong way to go. I think he probably is still a starting lineman in this league. And I think Yash gets the opportunity to compete for a starting job somewhere else. And while I do think Runyon would have the ability to compete for a starting job in Green Bay, he might just see a, a cleaner alleyway with another team. Now, I know we all saw the interview and how much, you know, staying on the offensive or staying with the Packers means to him and Green Bay needs the depth and he's a starter for them. And in the last five, six weeks of the season, he was so much better. Not, neither would be shocking to me. This team needs depth and they need competition. But if I had to guess... I'm going to say that other teams outbid them for their services and it reaches a number that Green Bay just says, no, we're good. We've got starters everywhere and we can continue to build this position through the draft. That's my guess. So I'm going to say, final answer Yash Nyman, John Runyon Jr., both gone. If I said, if, or if you said to me one of them were, were back, I would say it's Runyon and I think Nyman is gone. But tackles are hard to find. It's not out of the realm of possibility they could bring either of those guys back. But again, my final answer, Nyman and Runyon both gone, and uh, they build the depth back up through the draft come April. All right, off-ball linebacker is next. Eric Wilson, 29 years old. Christian Welch, 25 years old. Both unrestricted free agents. We got Devondre Campbell at uh, you know the, the key spot that everyone's going to wonder about as to whether or not they release him this offseason. We'll talk about that coming up uh, in uh, another episode. Quay Walker, Isaiah McDuffie, and Christian Young all under contract. My easy answer here, Christian Welch back on a bare minimum deal. Maybe, like I said, a slight signing bonus with some of these guys, but I think they bring him back as a special teamer. I think Eric Wilson at 29 years old, they just decide to go in a younger, different direction. So easy easy answers for me there. Welch back with the opportunity to compete in camp, very minimal deal. And Eric Wilson, they just let go. He's an older player. He's a good special teamer. They could try to bring him back for a, a you know camp deal, but I'm gonna say it's just Christian Welch. All right, corner. It's an interesting one. You've got Keyshawn Nixon at age 26, and you've got Corey Ballantyne at age 27. You've got Jair Alexander, Eric Stokes, Carrington Valentine, Zion Gilbert, and Anthony Johnson, the corner, not Anthony Johnson Jr., the safety, as your rosterable players. And Zion Gilbert and Anthony Johnson are you know just camp bodies at best in all likelihood. Alexander, Stokes, and Valentine are your three. You've got a little bit of the weird stuff going on with Jair, but I think he's just back. Stokes is coming off another year of injuries. And then, of course, you've got Carrington Valentine. It's a very thin position group that they're going to have to build up via free agency in the draft. I am going to say that Keyshawn Nixon is not back. I think some other team gives him maybe a different opportunity. I think Goody's going to realize that Nixon's not really a punt returner. He's a kick returner and kick returner is not very popular anymore. You just, most people are fair catching or uh, letting it bounce through the end zone. There's no real opportunity to use him as a gadget player on offense because of all the weapons that they have. And he just wasn't good enough as a pure slot corner. This one I could go either way with, and he easily could be back. I did think there were a couple games towards the end of the season where he looked a little bit better, but if he is back, I think it's much less than where his contract was a season ago and they give him an opportunity to compete, he would make the roster if he's back. There's no question about that. But the question would be, is, is he a starter again? And I think they'd love to improve that spot. I've said, if you know Nixon is your number five corner, you, you you love him. In case of emergency, he can come in and play solid football for you. And then he can do all the other things. He can be a kick returner, punt returner, if you need him to, gadget guy in offense, if you need him to. There's just so much that he can do. And of course, his core special teamer as well. Wouldn't shock me if he's back, but I'm going to say another team gives him a little bit bigger of a deal. And I'm going to say Corey Ballantyne is back on a minimum deal, maybe a little bit of a signing bonus here. Probably maybe of all of the ones that I've said so far, probably a bigger one. I think he showed that he can still play a core special teams. He can play on the outside. He's a solid corner. And this is like another guy where it's like your number five or six, you love him. If he can come in and play solid football for you in a pinch, awesome. In the meantime, he can be a core special teams guy. So I think Ballantyne is back on a smaller deal, one year deal. Keyshawn Nixon walks in free agency. Safeties, Darnell Savage, Rudy Ford, and Jonathan Owens, all unrestricted free agents. You have Anthony Johnson Jr., Benny Sapp, Zane Anderson, and Tyler Coyle all under contract. This is a tough one. I, my guess is one of these guys is back on a small deal, and then they just try to do a complete makeover. I don't. I would. I hope they don't have more than one of these guys back because they do need that full makeover. And I think it's possible that they all could be gone. I'm going to say that Savage is gone and that they realize it's time to try something different. And that the last game that he played might just be the backbreaker and, and understandably so. Rudy Ford, he is 29 years old, not getting younger. Had some injury issues this year. Once he came back, he was not in the safety rotation at all. I think the writing is on the wall there. And then Jonathan Owens, 28 years old, I think they'd love to upgrade, but I think they want at least one of those veterans back. So I'm going to say final answer, Jonathan Owens is back, Darnell Savage and Rudy Ford are gone via free agency. So my final group of players that will stay from free agency, Emmanuel Wilson, Daniel Whalen, Caleb Jones, Robert Rochelle, Tyler Davis, Christian Welch, Corey Ballantyne, and Jonathan Owens. I'll say one more time, doesn't mean that all of them make the 53. I'm just saying they get a contract at some point and they go to training camp and then we'll go from there. Players that I think will leave in free agency or at minimum will not be back with Green Bay. Patrick Taylor, AJ Dillon, Josiah Deguara, Yash Nyman, John Runyon Jr., Eric Wilson, Keyshawn Nixon, Darnell Savage, and Rudy Ford. I will say this, and I mean it as no disrespect to any of those 17 players. Well, I'll leave the uh, the three exclusive rights free agents off of this, because again, they're just going to be back. There's no disrespect to the other 14 players on that list. There's not a single one that I am concerned about, meaning if all 14 of them walk out the door and sign with other teams tomorrow, it's technically not possible, but you get my point, I will have no loss sleep over it whatsoever. I think they can improve... In every single one of those situations, and I want to pull this up really quick because this was an interesting stat. I just did this for my yearly review over on Packer Report. The unrestricted that group of unrestricted free agents this season had a final uh, grading the pack grade or from my grades. Their their combined grade for all those players on offense and defense was negative fifteen point nine. So I think you actually have the ability to have a little bit of addition by subtraction here. And I think it's time to get younger and better and more talented at a lot of those different roster spots. So one more time, players, I think we'll stay. Emmanuel Wilson, Daniel Whalen, Caleb Jones, Robert Rochelle, Tyler Davis, Christian Welch, Corey Ballantyne, and Jonathan Owens. Gone, Patrick Taylor, A.J. Dillon, Josiah DeGuara, Yash Naiman, John Runyon Jr., Eric Wilson, Keyshawn Nixon, Darnell Savage, and Rudy Ford. And again, outside of the exclusive rights-free agents, which are easy decisions, not losing sleep over any of them. And that's a great spot for Green Bay to be in. If they get outbid for any of them, no sweat. They're going to have the ability to fill a lot of those positions with all the draft picks that they have moving forward, and that should make you feel very, very good as a Packer fan. That's going to do it for me today. Shout out to our Hall of Fame and All Pro members: Most Hated Minnesotan, PJ Win, John Wild, Shea Bradad, Brandon Paletta, Jennifer Wright, Boom Handle, Donald Lee, Lori Lord, Baby QB, and David McCluskey. I will be right back here tomorrow with an all new episode. Ross Uglum's uh, Daily Draft will be up at noon Central Time on Tuesday, and of course every day during the week. I will see you guys soon, but until next time, and as always, Go Pack Go.